I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, everyone, welcome to the All Dick is Trash podcast. Do I even know what it's called? Uh, The podcast about sex, relationships, the patriarchy, and all things in between. I'm your host, Millie Tamaris, a.k.a. Millie T, a.k.a. Wactose Intolerant, a.k.a. formerly known as Swaggetti and Meatballs. I'm here in studio with the co-host, Is, with the most, Is, Candy Candy. Haro. Candy Haro. Uh, don't yo, make me Googleable. <laughs> I was oh, don't make you Googleable. They ain't gonna get the spelling of no, your name. No, get the fuck. <laughs> so we have a great, great, great episode with uh, Real Housewives live reading none other than Alex Better. Uh, he is uh literally like one of the only people. I will 100% classify as a papi chulo. <laughs> oh um, my goodness, yes. Papacito. Sweetest angel. Sweetest, but super smooth. Oh my goodness. You know. Just... Uh, he's gay, but he's a womanizer somehow still. <laughs> <laughs> he's a manonizer to, sure. for sure, too. Um, great. Just, just raised right. Just what a pleasure. Right. So, great. So, but before that, you know I have to start every episode with my trash dick anthology, if I um, if I could run like write like an eighteen chapter, all dick is trash, origin story book, each of these stories would be in it. So th- on this one, we have the story of this guy. I'll give him the name Michael, and you know, it was a guy we went on like a few dates. We went on, so he he tells me to meet him like right after work, and like after work, a bitch is hungry. So we go, we have, we go, and he tells me to meet him like right at six. So that means I'm going straight from work uptown to Central Park at six. And okay, we go to the fucking. We're in the middle of Central Park, like, and I'm like, there's nothing to do. This is like early, early fall, like late summer. Uh So it's nice out. It's nice, but like, we're like in the middle of the park, like. He didn't bring anything, like no food, nothing. So we're just in the middle park staring at each other. And I'm like, okay, so what are we supposed to do? Like, just talk? Like, okay, let's just make out. And then we're about to kiss. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, and then he, like, spits out his gum. Like, he was just so awkward. And it was, like, bad kissing. And then I had to pee. And then I was like, okay, where's the bathroom? He's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, why would you bring me to a park if you don't know? And I'm like, yo, can we get something? And he's like, oh, yeah. It was just a bad date. I had to, and then I was like, you know what? Let's just go to a comedy show. Then after the comedy show, I'm like, okay, well, let's go. Like, I'm very, very hungry. Let's at least go get like, 
like go to alligator lounge and get like a beer and pizza like mm-hmm. get me something show me that you you know and then he was like we walk into alligator lounge and he was like uh this is too much for me and like walks out so i couldn't even get like a pizza with a beer so like the people was, or like the five dollar beers i, I don't even care Ugh. so then i was like you know what this is going nowhere let's just go to this park by my crib and <laughs> let's make out and then there's whatever so we're in this park and we're kissing and it was bad and like now i would never like tolerate like kissing yeah. that you know was what i mean baby millie this was baby Millie. This was, I was like 23, 24. That's why you kept making out in so many parks? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Was this when you lived in the Bronx? You couldn't make out in your living room? No, this I, I was living in in Williamsburg. <laughs> this was so stupid. Um, So we're kissing, and then it's just like so bad. He's just like bear hugging me, like like kind of like aggressively. It was bad. And then we're kissing, and we're kissing for a long time too. Because I'm like, maybe if we kiss, like he'll get more comfortable and it'll get better. Which is such a baby Millie thing to think. So we're kissing for a long time in the park. And um, I'm like out of the corner of my eye. I see a Hasidic Jewish man. um, And like driving. And he like was because it's right on the entrance of the BQE. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking he's going on um, the highway. And he does it. He like stops and he. Kind of like turns the corner, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like thinking, like, like I'm still making out with this guy, but I'm like, oh, this guy's looking for parking. Uh, and then he does it. Like, then he just parks and watches us for like 20 minutes. Ooh, uh, you know, he just wishes he was Michael. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that dog was, but he was not young. That's he was like an old guy. And then in a minivan, in a fucking minivan. Then after that, like whatever. Then Michael pushes me off of him to be because like, he, he we was checking his phone periodically, but whatever. Michael pushes me off of him and he's like, "My dad's here. I have to go." And he fucking runs away and gets in his dad's car. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and I'm just like, "What?" And then he texts me, he's like, "Hello, sorry about that." And I'm like, "Dude, fuck you. I, I'm too old for this." At 23, I already decided yeah. I was too old for that. And you still hadn't had a meal. And I still hadn't had a meal. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, and he was just, and I, I ended up ghosting that guy. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> well, what a good intro to more trash dick confessions. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got today from my friends and not me. Um, Candy, we get it. <laughs> you write all of these things. These are all your stories. <laughs> I have equally garbage friends. Um, all right. So I had gone out with this boy for two months and we had tons in common. We finally hooked up and I was super nervous and got too drunk. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep on him during sex, like immediately. He's married now. Not to me. I'm trash. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like she's trash. That, I would be so sad if somebody fell asleep. I know it happens. Yeah. But it hasn't happened to me, and I don't know if my ego could handle it. That's trash to confessions. That's trash to confessions. Listen up for a great interview with Alex Better. The sweetest. I I got drunk last night, obvi, and um, I uh, are we recording? Yep. Oh shit. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, I... the <laughs> Cut the cameras, dead ass. Cut the cameras, dead ass. Um. No, I, there's this guy that, um, uh, sucks, you know, that I, and he like, likes me on, um, or he follows me on Twitter. I don't follow him back, but I just like looked on his Twitter for the first time last night and I saw that he's like hardcore Yang gang. Oh, wow. Like super, super, he fucks with Yang heavy, (laughs) like all his posts. This just, I'm sorry, I've never heard hardcore Yang Gang. You never, <laughs> but you, do you know those people? I just, no, I, I get it, but it's just, it, I, just the context. Yeah, so like, <laughs> um, and I was texting my friend about it, and she didn't write me back, and I sent her like 15 texts, and I'm like, oh my god, you vote, you're, you donated to Andrew Yang. <laughs> it's fucked up. Anyway, uh, I'm so excited, y'all. I've been a huge fan since day one. Papi Chulo, here we have Alex Beater. 
Hey, better, better, better Alex, honey. Better, better, better honey. <laughs> um, let's just already go fucking. I, you know what I used <laughs> to say to people? Like, think of like someone who makes beds. Mm. A better, a right? better. Yeah, that just makes me think yeah. of a bed wetter. Bu- isn't it a bookie? <laughs> what? Uh. A bookie. A bookie. <laughs> oh, no, 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 bookie collects beds. I was talking to someone. I'm like, I'd be a good bookie. <laughs> you know, like. A cobbler, a better, you know, <laughs> like that kind yeah. of yeah. All right, let's just go through your background. <laughs> oh, you are a gift guard. <laughs> and you have avid, the best gifts. I'm sorry. You, he, he, oh my god, he does so good. An avid tote collector. I do like a tote. We love a tote, honey. Um, writer, mm. content guru, oh, and wow. comedian. This is Mill- Millie. I should let you like write copy for my website or like. You should write let me write copy. Yeah, but oh, oh, it's, this is you. <laughs> it's a team. It's a team. This is you, Queen it's Producer. A team. It's a team. It's a team. Queen Stalker. But um, and then also. Thank you. This is so lovely. Do, uh, infamously, how we met, I think. Right was um, me housewife. doing a Real Housewives. Real Housewives brought us together. Real, Real Housewives, Housewives and Natalie Walker and like what kind? Of, that's and a, you know that's what? A combo what made a fucking connection because we did uh an episode of real house of orange county when they went to ireland ireland trip yes and you played kelly dodd kelly dodd which you know what i stand you were a (laughs) fantastic you know kelly dodd i'm trying to remember it doesn't matter she's just like was that the the baseball oh yes but she's like you know Uh the california mexican she's always yelling and she's like wants a divorce yeah she's (laughs) like california mexican and that they don't claim it kind of like, do you know, you know what I'm talking You're about? You're not Mexican after third generation. Yeah, that's what they try to but say. Like, but unless like on taxes or like she like else. She's fascinating to me because like her first season, she, like she, I mean, she went all in and people were very put off by her. Like people oh, were yeah. like, <laughs> like a lot of people I know were like, oh God, like she cannot. And somehow like she has through like just some charisma like been able to bounce back from that yeah i feel like that's to me you know she married I feel like people can be very put off by me at first yeah but, then but they like i unpack a little and then they're like no this bitch is cool well but i mean i mean also it's like just housewives in general like, oh yeah mo- no, the majority crazy. of them are horrible people <laughs> okay and... before we get too deep into the housewife because okay, okay. i do want to eventually get to that but i want to go on a little journey and I want to talk about you. <laughs> yes, talk about me. Talk about you. So the name of the podcast is All Dick is Trash. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like. That's my philosophy. That's what resonates with me. That's how I see the world. But I understand that's not how everyone sees the world. And um, I want to know if you think All, all Dick is Trash and what your thoughts on If it. I think All Dick is Trash, I think yeah. at the baseline, we must assume Dick is Trash until it's proved <laughs> otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and only through your actions, because I think inherently most dick is <laughs> trash inherently. So the only way to uh to kind of get b- past that is to to prove you're not trash, and then uh we then we can proceed onwards. Yes, that was so eloquent. So I've never eloquent. Heard That's such why a you're good... the content god. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're the content guru. Like, you know, on, when you get, like, social media jobs, they're like, we're looking for a rock star. That's oh, you, bitch. That, oh, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who's, like, guru or rock, rock star. In oh, here. red. those are major red flags. And, like, anything, like, the, you know, you know, they, like, they really flower up that language yeah. to make you work mm-hmm. around the clock and basically Does that your mean hair just, up. like, the CEO's, like, a racist and you have to hide it? Um, no, that would be if you have <laughs> thick skin. Uh, looking uh, for someone with thick skin. I don't know. Alex pointed and almost went said probably. <laughs> uh, like, p- perhaps. Like, this is a place of disagreement. <laughs> the, look, we're in the matriarchy right now in this room. And in the matriarchy, everyone has a say, everyone has a voice, and there are choices. <laughs> but ultimately, my word is law. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be the miliarchy. Uh, yeah, okay, so... You say you assume all dick is trash until proven otherwise. Mm. How'd you get there? How'd I get there? I think, I mean, in my experience, right? I, I don't think when we say all dick is trash, I think, uh, and you can, if I am reading your, your kind of uh, point of view mm-hmm. incorrectly here, please let me know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that to me does not ne- necessarily have a um, 
a negative connotation, right? Like mm. in the sense of like, I think a lot of people act like trash mm. uh, and they don't mean to. People who are out, outwardly like trying to hurt people, mm. like I think those people are a, 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 an actual smaller pocket, right? Like we yeah. tend to say a lot like, oh, I think he was a sociopath. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But like most of the time, I don't think so. Like really, like yeah. what I think is like people have their own stuff and yeah. they um uh, they come into a relationship or a situation with that stuff. And maybe they don't like always do the best job of dealing with it. And that's like my own point of view as well. Like, yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot about myself, uh, especially probably in the last like 10 years or so mm-hmm. that um that really like gives me like a perspective, especially like relationships and dating with people that kind of reminds you like, OK, like people might be coming into this situation with their own stuff. Maybe they haven't even really dealt with it. And like having a little bit of like compassion while also respect for yourself yeah exactly and it's a good balance i feel like to try to have it's hard to have but it's a good one yeah and you (laughs) yeah you have to get to that place of like understanding because for me again i would just always internalize the shit that people would do Mm. i feel like two things i agree with you that like people go in and people don't deal with it um especially men don't deal with their shit and then they come into something and I feel like, too, um, everyone is really obsessed with being nice um, oh my God. and not this being exactly. kind. Yes. yes, yes. And there's a huge difference. And that's like what I've grown to know of like a nice guy doesn't want to hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. A kind a kind guy knows that you're a nice person doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So they will withhold stuff that they feel like would hurt you. Yeah. Where a kind person knows that feelings are going to be hurt no matter what but in the long run it's better for you to know these things you know yes and i feel like those two things of people not dealing with it and also like people not dealing with their stuff and then still wanting you to be like nice or like to think of them like good or not to have your feelings hurt or whatever but it's like not even and i was just reading about something about like it's not even like about your feelings it's like it's tough for them to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. so it's more about them than it is about the other person you you like just oh my god i like i just (laughs) felt some like magical symmetry here like first of all yeah i agree that like men are probably more um uh, more likely to kind of not know how to deal with their stuff because they're not like really socialized to that's not to say they're not still responsible right they're still responsible but like a lot of things are like they're they're not really socialized to like even like really like reflect like yes. on themselves and their actions, mm-hmm. and then not uh, encouraged to yeah, yeah they're not encouraged socialized to, or encouraged and 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 that's not to say that they are at the end of the day still responsible for what they do and say, but I will say that like the thing with nice and kind is like I was literally walking in over here today thinking about like oh I really want to talk about nice versus kind because mm. I feel like that's like kind of personal to me uh in the sense that like i feel like for many years i was a nice guy i was like very like and and it's not to say like i don't think um in many of my relationships i think i did treat the other person pretty well but like um uh when it came from a place of like low self-esteem and Mm. low self-worth that i felt like i needed to behave and act in a certain way because i wasn't worth being in a relationship with Mm. but if i treated them spectacularly Mm. then i would be worth being in a relationship Mm. with and then that what that does is that raises all the expectations Mm. of like and i would be uh doing and doing and doing for the other person yeah from both the place simultaneously of caring about them but also it was about me yeah expecting in a, a certain way and then what would happen is i would eventually like get to a point where i would be like i'm not getting a lot back out of this relationship because yeah. i'm in overdrive yeah and it took me a while to figure out like oh i go into overdrive because like i think me on my own i'm not worth the time of yeah. day and then like that was like the nice versus kind thing right because like when you when you're like i'm a nice person i'm a nice person mm-hmm. there's like an you start to have like an expectation there that i think is maybe actually a little bit unfair mm. but like kindness is um being a little bit more present and being a little bit more like uh 
I don't want to say like authentic because I think you can authentically just be nice, but like it, it, it it's a little bit more, it's a little less uh, about you. Uh, and it's a little bit more like actionable and like something you have to like uh, kind of be uh, aware of. Like mm. there's an awareness to it. Mm. And so like, that's like at a certain point I was like in many of my relationships with many of my exes, I feel like I was like too much of like this like nice guy. And it took me a while to like learn like, okay, like, Maybe I'm maybe my intentions are good, but like this is not maybe coming from the best place. Mm. Um, and I kind of reevaluated that after. A while. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Like, and also, like you, when you're kind and you like when you're kind to others, you're also kind to yourself, mm-hmm. and that makes you like a better person to be around in general. Because it's like when I take care of me, and my interests are like you know. Right. Uh, taken care of, then I'm not having these expectations on you, you know, and I can like, you know, be there because I want to, you know what I mean? As opposed to like, I'm here because I want you to know that I'm nice and all this other shit. Um, yeah, you can only really mesh with people that are in the same like mental capacity, mental health, like status that you are at that time. Otherwise, like they're going to get on your nerves or there's going to be some kind of yeah. insecurities. So usually when I find I'm in a bad space, I'm like with really shitty people. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm doing really well, I'm just happy and fulfilled by all my friends. Yeah. You know, not true altruism, but enough that like I am happy just by my actions and I'm not expecting them when something goes wrong in my life to be like, why weren't you there for me? Yeah. Like why? You know, it's not up to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally understand. <laughs> I totally understand the overdrive thing too, because I've, I've totally felt that in like the past two, two years my Saturn return has been me kind of understanding that I don't have to be on overdrive and that what overdrive, you know what I mean? Overdrive being nice for others is taking a toll on me and like what that means and stuff. Like that's just something on my journey. Um, So back to, so we got like a little like abstract and probably philosophical yeah. Um, also, just to point out, this kind man brought cupcakes. Yes, and I have them. And he's in a, I'm on a diet, and I'm all right. He's on a diet, and he's watching me. Like, well, I'm gonna fuck this up. I ate half of it. Looked I, at him in the eye. Man. Well, like I brought the cupcakes because that. Yeah, maybe that is an act of kindness, but also that's just my mother in my head, me walking <laughs> over and her being like, "You don't show up to someone's like." home which i feel like we're in a beautiful home right yeah, now Yeah, we are in a this yeah, studio yeah. is like a nice home i was like you don't show up without like bringing something especially during the holiday season <laughs> that's raised right and a nice boy <laughs> jesus <laughs> what a catch um but yeah i want to hear about you know we got abstract but i want to hear like when did you start dating mm. um and all of that were you dating in high school i started dating in high school and I was like pretty privileged as a queer man to start dating in high school. Um, just from the fact that one, I right, I was coming up through high school in a moment that was very interesting in that Facebook and MySpace were a thing yeah. that you could connect to people um mm-hmm. through. Um, I mean, I, I I think technology has really changed, especially for like young queer youth. Like yes. how they connect now mm. i mean like now i'm sure it's even more yeah like it I, i'm sure it has changed a lot even mm-hmm. since i was a teen so like yeah. when i was a teenager like i i remember i used to go on facebook and you used to be able to search like men interested in men Aww. and like you could see people around your age and like maybe like you poke someone and they poke you back <laughs> and then like you'd start yes. chatting so like i could go on dates and stuff but also like when i did was you come out i came out uh my freshman year of high school so i was around like 14 and what were your parents like like um i will preference my parents are fantastic no i know super supportive i met them he had a housewarming (laughs) my parents love millie Uh, i love your parents so much they're gonna be so so excited when i tell them what i was doing today (laughs) and well you know they could listen but like yeah i mean (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear about your coming out. I mean, not to make your coming out story, but like. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I didn't really, really cut. My parents, like, discovered a note in my room from a boy that I was, like, kind of talking to and mm-hmm. stuff who was at my high school. That was the other thing. There was, like, a lot of uh, 
there's a lot of gay boys at my high school, mm. which is also unusual. I mean, I've talked to so many people who it's like, oh, I was the only like gay person I knew Probably, in high yeah. school and all this stuff at the time. But like there was like a couple and one was talking to me, like left me a note and my mom found the note in my room. And then like, I, I will say from the jump, it was a little bit, uh, it was uncomfortable for a little while. And um, I definitely ruined one Christmas. But <laughs> why Why did you say you ruined but, a Christmas? Oh, because it happened around Christmas. And then my parents were like very Were they shocked, shocked. that you were gay? They were shocked. But like, I, I don't understand that because yeah, like, I, know. I'm like, I was I was like fully like watching cats on VHS, like wearing a raggedy blanket, like singing along with memory. Like I was I feel like it was very in your face. Yeah, just... And but I, you know, people see what they want to see again, like expectations. Yeah. And, my parents were like a little bit uncomfortable at first, but they like really came around. I mean, like even in years, like, you know, all through high school, it's like they really kind of grew into the idea that their son was gay. But uh, even through like years where it was awkward, my mom would like drive me to dates Aww. and like knew I was like meeting a boy or like that I had a boyfriend. And like she, um, you know, she she loved me like yeah. and at the end of the day and like not everyone has that no, and like definitely. so that to me I mean, is people like, don't even like i'm very grateful a lot of straight people don't even have that right so um, i feel like very grateful about it but like i started dating when i was like yeah like 14 15 with like a guy from my school yeah and then i would like meet boys from other towns yeah. um at the very tail end of high school i had like uh like a like a high school sweetheart kind Aww. of situation um so i started like yeah like going on dates and stuff pretty early and it's like i was able to also like i don't know when you'd like date as a teen i feel like you can at least start to uh not fully understand like a human dynamic and human relationships but like at least like you start like getting your toes wet and that was good because yeah. um uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes a lot of people come out like in college or after college mm. because because of their situation, whatever yeah. it may be. Not everyone's, you know, has the has like the the support or yeah. the environment to do so earlier. But it's like I don't know. When I was in college, like I noticed some guys like acting a little, <laughs> you know, like getting those like high school, yeah, getting yeah. that all out like during uh during um. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. If you're ever, exactly. yeah, like, <laughs> so, um, it could be not drinking. It could be, like, anything. And once you hit college, it's all inhibitions. Like, <laughs> Not to say that, like, I was, like, I mean, I was, and I, I, I still mess up in relationships even <laughs> now. Course. But but it's, like, you know, you're always, like, growing. But I will say that, like, I was, like, I got to college and I, I was already kind of, like, you know, like, gone on dates with boys. I've had boyfriends and stuff. So I felt, like, a little bit more comfortable, mm, like, a little yeah. earlier. And uh, this was all pre-Glee. So, like, this was, like, pre- So, your, like, your dating is, uh... This was before the Ryan Murphy Industrial Complex, like, really, like, drove home the point that, like, you can be a little gay boy in high school. and Yeah. That oh. teenage dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Teenage dream. That was good. That was, like, I don't I'm not a Glee person, but... Oh, uh, well, I only watched the first, like, cover was great. two seasons. And sometimes people will show me clips from the show from, like, later seasons. I'll be like... When did this happen? Yeah. Like Sue Sylvester doing like super bass is like a meme on Twitter. <laughs> oh, and it's like, when did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. But people say like if Glee was happening now, they would do the entire Lemonade album. <laughs> oh, it would it would be it would be insufferable. Yeah. Um. So two questions. Right. I I want to I want to hear a little bit about like I kind of get the difference with like dating in college versus dating in high school mm -hmm. in general. But I want to know, like, I mean, you kind of said it, but like, and just how dating even in college and like now as an adult in New York city, how that is. And then also too, like when you were younger, there's like this narrative of like older men, like trying to talk to young gay teens and kind uh. of like mentor, like, you know, the call, call me by your name kind of narrative thing of an older man mentoring like i don't know yeah have you had an experience about that and like what do you think about that like for me like i guess my question is like i just asked you two really loaded questions but um 
I think it's creepy when like an older guy hits on a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, and I feel like most of society is like kind of on board with that. But when it ta- when it comes to like gay men, it's kind of split. Well, so yeah, I I mean like it's nuanced, right? Yeah, it's not nuanced. all those relationships are okay and some of the dynamics there are super questionable however there is like a history right of like the older guard in the community taking the younger guard under their wing and your gay elders you know uh showing you the way um and there there is there's both like positives and negative nets to that but like uh you know there's value there right um but however yeah like when it's an older person and a younger person, there's automatically usually like a power dynamic yeah. that's like out there. I never really had much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. Like I've never had uh like a I never really feel like I've had like a mentor. Mm. And also like uh romantically or sexually, like I have like seen older men. Um and I don't know. Like it's been sometimes it's been really great, really cool. Uh Sometimes, like, again, like, I think that power dynamic is, like, really questionable. And yeah. also, sometimes old, some of these, like, a couple of, like, guys that who I've, like, dated or seen who are older, like, don't know how to act. <laughs> like, it's, like, mm-hmm. and that and that's, like, I think, like, a product of, like, they never really, like, um, they never really, like, maybe, like, learn to, like, change or, like, grow. And mm. they're very kind of stuck in their ways. Mm. And, like, um... I don't know, but I like kind of also like I I kind of rejected. I feel like more of like the uh, daddy taking me under my wing vibe because I remember like when I was in college, I started hanging out with this guy who was like a bit older, uh, a bit older. He was like in his like late forties, mm-hmm. um, so I was like what like twenty or yeah. twenty one, and he was like a bit older than me. But he was like you know like oh I want to like I'll take you on this trip or like we can yeah. do this together, and like I like. I don't know what it was, but I was like, no, that's yeah. not what I want from this. Mm. Which, like, in retrospect, I was kind of like, why did I not take yeah, this? Yeah, 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 but, but maybe it's like I sensed, like, that dynamic, like, was yeah, not going to be healthy. Yeah, because then you can healthy. hold it over you and shit. Well, that kind of yeah. shit has never been, like, attractive to me either, but that's, like, yeah. a personality. Thing. Like, interda- uh, an intergenerational dating, like, it, yeah. it's kind of like, it's uh, to me, it's, like, kind of, like, case by case. It's, of like, course, there's sometimes where it's, like, and it matters, like, also what the age difference is. Yeah. But, like, it sometimes and it is. And when. Mm-hmm. And when in your it's life like it's happening. a 30-year-old and a 50-year-old is, like, you know. So, but, you know, like, 20 and 35. Yeah. Right. Like, that's, like, uh, you, I don't know. It's, like, I think it's, like, kind of, like, uh, it de- really depends mm-hmm. on, like, what the dynamic is here and the two individuals involved. And, like, but I would say, like, what we see time and time again, especially if it's like a younger person and an older person, is that like the the dynamic maybe isn't the most has the potential to not be healthy. Mm. Um, yeah, it's always such a red flag anytime you go out with someone with someone that's older. And it's like, oh, order whatever you want, like I'll pay for it. I'm like, yeah, yeah of course, fuck you, you were paying for it to begin with. <laughs> yeah. But don't be, oh my god, thank you so much. Like I'm so excited, yeah. you can provide like. I and I mean, it feels good to be taken care of. For, I mean, it's just like a preference thing because some people don't want to think at all and like, you know, just want someone to take care of them. But like, that's just. But not it me. doesn't but, matter if it's just like it's just the power of saying like, yeah. oh, I can take it. Like, I got this. I'm the yeah. I don't know. It's the power creepy. is like and like power, the, yeah. the power and the respect is like, I think, mm-hmm. majorly where the issue lies, because for some people like that's like a healthy relationship. And for some people that is like, you know, oh having like being romantically linked to maybe someone who's a little bit older but also someone who's a little bit more like financially sound than Mm -hmm. you is a way of like surviving for some people right like it's you know like it's that's a reality like especially when you're young and you don't have that foundation you don't have that or that support um so i think it like again it like Mm -hmm. all really depends it's like i know i don't think there's any otherwise uh, intergenerational dating is case by case. Exactly. And that is the better law, honey. <laughs> um, let's move on. Um, okay. So what was your most trash experience? My most trash experience. Sexual relationship could be anything. 
oh god i mean like most trash because like i i know i know what you want to hear first no, because no, no. i've told you, you, you do whatever but, you're gonna tell that not, story anyway yeah but that's not because that's not like the most trash to me i think that was yeah. just like that's just yeah, a funny and thing. we'll get into that in a minute but i will say like most trash experience oh god like i feel like no one's ever really like really like um uh and I'm, maybe I'm lucky, like, no one's, like, I've had, like, breakups, but they've never been where I've been, like, really just, like... Maybe you're the trash. It's, it's, it's me, me. <laughs> well, I will say that, like, I what I find in most relationships is, again, like, I would, like, do a lot, and then, like, with that, like, I would start to expect a lot. Mm. And I think for some people that was, like, this is, like, too much. Yeah. And, like, in retrospect and, like, reflecting on that, I was, like, oh, I gotta, like, you know, like, I can, like, be caring and, like, thoughtful but like I gotta like be a little bit more balanced with my expectations here. Yeah. And I can't like be putting someone in a situation where like they feel like they have to um where they have to give so much uh to like match me, uh, and then like I'm gonna be disappointed when they're not. Yeah. Um uh so i would say like that so yeah i think i'm totally like i've been i feel like i've been trash at some point, even though maybe I didn't like intend to mm -hmm. be. Um I think I also think being on this podcast is important to hold myself accountable, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I can't just sit here and, like, talk about, like, exes and, like, bad experiences. But, like, I remember, oh, God, the, probably the thing I feel worst about is, like, in high school, I once broke up with, like, this boy I've been dating for, like, three months or so because wow. it was not, like, it was not gelling, um it was, it was, like, I think we were, like, he was in, like, a different place with, like, figuring out uh his life and like being gay with his family yeah. i was a little bit more like uh trying to feel comfortable and confident i think there was like a couple of areas where like we were just not matching but like i feel and like i've learned my lesson never again i broke up with him over a phone call and like luckily like doing that at like what like 16 like i realized really quickly like oh this was not the right way to go about this <laughs> why, but, like, why do you say that why was oh, it not nice <laughs> i think you got to do that face to face if you've if you've invested some time with this person there's obviously feelings there um as long as it's safe you got to do it face to face yeah um as but long like as, how did you learn was he crying or something and he, that's he was like yeah he was obviously like very upset and like mm -hmm. i would i um like and i didn't feel good about how yeah. it went down anyway but like i was just like dumb and like did yeah. not really like think it through yeah and and like on the flip side it's like you know a couple of years ago like i got kind of dumped started to get dumped over the phone yeah and i and this was after so i was dating this guy and i was really into him but then again i think i was in a place where i was really throwing myself into it because i liked him a lot mm -hmm. and like really trying to like prove that I was worth dating yeah um and so um I think it started to like just maybe like be a little bit too much and I think eventually like he was just uncertain of like how he really like felt about the situation and we went to dinner and the whole did oh well we were going to dinner and to meet my best friend she's a chef mm -hmm. and he hadn't met any of my friends yet I met most of his friends but I was introducing him my best friend we were going to her restaurant gonna come out and say hi um we had to wait for a table first so like he was kind of like he was stressed about school or something or other than we start talking about it, and then he starts kind of talking about our relationship and how he felt about it and i could tell he was like uh, i don't know about this a little bit that was like the subtext of the conversation and i was like really like hey like i really like you so like what's the deal and like mm -hmm. but like probably really like um because i wanted to obviously keep dating him like turned turned up the pressure for him in terms of like well you know i really like you and i feel like this is like going well and we went to dinner we do the dinner he meets my friend and it felt like things had um dissipated and mm -hmm. we had plans for me to go stay at his place after that and i go home and he went to his apartment i went home to get my stuff to go to his apartment and like as i packed my stuff i get a call from him and he's like starting to cry and he was like I don't think I can do this anymore. And I was like, and, and in that moment, I was just so like, we were fine. Like, yeah. you know, an hour ago, yeah. like when we were having this dinner and you met my friend and now all of a sudden, um, but like what the problem was is like, he did not want to hurt my feelings. 
And it, maybe it was not working for him for whatever reasons. And maybe like I was doing too much. And it, he did not want to hurt my feelings, though. And I think he just kept going through it. And um, but I told him I was like, you need to come over. Like, yeah, you, can't you need to that. come over right now. And like, let's just if this is like how this is going to happen, let's just like have it out. And like and I was mad at the time. But like in my mind, I was like yeah you can't do this over the phone because that's yeah. something like i was like i cannot do this over the phone. 16. i was yeah and from the flip side of like me being like this is not good yeah. to like to do this over the phone um so i would say you know uh don't be trash uh, <laughs> rule is don't break up with someone over the phone it, as long as it's you know safe as long as you don't yeah, as long as it's safe so speaking earlier you were talking about red flags what were some red flags that you've like ignored in the past? Oh gosh, uh, I, I'm really good at ignoring them. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like super good at r- ignoring red flags. <laughs> like um, I like I've dated guys who've just like, <clears throat> like maybe like uh, you know what? I especially ignore it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if a guy's like doing a lot for me from the jump, if a guy's like. I had a guy once who was like, what's your dream date? And I was like, oh, I would like to like go eat here. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I forget what the dream date was, but it included like a hotel stay. Like I was just like kind of like thinking spitballing, like spitballing, yeah, whatever. Spitballing yeah. like this, like kind of, but like a romantic evening, not even just like a little date. He was like, no, I want your dream date. And I'm like, it would be a whole night. I just centered around us doing things together. We stayed at a hotel, all this stuff. And then like, that weekend he was like took me on the exact date that i kind of had pitched and at the time i was like oh my god like so yeah how long have you been dating we had been dating like two three weeks yeah so like this was all like (laughs) like a lot like and on the yeah that would be yeah that would impress me too i'd be like oh wow right and then what was the what was that an indicator oh he had a boyfriend the whole time or like he was still seeing his ex Oh, I time. thought he like would want to wear like, your skin. Things with his ex were not like resolved, I yeah. guess. And so we like, uh, and like, you know, and like, it, we only dated like maybe like uh, like a, a month or so before like I found that out, and we stopped seeing each other. And like, honestly, like, not the end of the world. I think he was just like in a place where like he was place, yeah. very unsure of like what he wanted, yeah. but like. A red flag would have been like, oh, like the fact that like this is so much so quickly. And for someone like me who uh, is kind of scared about having worth or feeling wanted, like it was like, you know, it was like catnip to me. I was like, yes, like this is so good. I'm so into this. Um, And now it's like if someone like dropped that much on me, I would probably be like, okay, wait, I need to reassess what's happening here. Yeah. but no, like I would say, like in the end, it all like turned out fine. Like no hard feelings, but, <laughs> but that's a and I got a really nice date out of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey. Um, okay, this one is this question: Did you sell your woman burning things tumbler to utilitysavingsexpert.com? Oh my god! So yeah, I used to have a tumbler women burning things and it was just gifts of women setting things on fire i'm obsessed i love fire (laughs) this was like a while ago this was just like this was like remember like when tumblers used to be like have like little break-offs and like Mm -hmm. you used to just like make like kind of like a themed tumbler around something so like i was just like i noticed i was using the images a lot um and for different things and different reactions and this was also like uh pre-giffy world so like gifts mm-hmm. were like not as like commonly like just available like you can like really i didn't even think you can google image search a gif at this point so like yeah. i had it and i was like um i started this little blog and like and like people like enjoyed it and um i it was fun just like looking for these images because i was like okay like uh, and i think i did an interview about this and like <laughs> i forget where um and uh in the interview i was like you know that which I think is true. Like I'm like, there's something more satisfying to me, like to watch like a woman or a femme like setting something on fire. Than- <laughs> yeah, no, I love, I love. Um, and wh- I did not sell it. Is the point? No, no, no. I just like closed it down after a while. Like I closed down by like all my Tumblr stuff, mm-hmm. and 
then one day like i went to search for it and it's now like the random company has like that url i don't know why mm-hmm. but that's whack women um, burning things can figure out if you can um pay less on your electricity bill <laughs> <laughs> well um my favorite gift of something burning is waiting to excel angela exhale angela bassett oh Walker. that That's is a classic top tier what was your what, what is your favorite uh Christina Ricci in Adam's Family Values oh. when she has the match because they're doing like the Thanksgiving. Yes, pageant. that one's good. That one's good. That one's um, good. that's like always one that's like kind of funny. Um, also, there was like one that I found. Oh no, because then people were starting to send me submissions, mm. and someone sent me a f- some from a film. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's definitely like nineteen, like late nineteen forties or an early nineteen fifties film. And it's like a gorgeous shot of a woman throwing a um, it's a gift of it, it's a gas lamp, it, it, like um or mm. a uh, not a gas lamp, uh, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean, like a, like a those oil lamp, fire oil lamp, lantern. yes, exactly, thank you. And, um, I like fire lantern, and <laughs> they're throwing it, and just the shots were just because it's like she throws it like kind of like towards the camera, and then it like catches on fire in the frame, and it's just. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, I was like, was this is great. like a great shot. And the, but then also Laura Dern and Enlightened. Um, yeah. What has been your most trash experience in comedy? In comedy? Yeah. Oh God. Uh I will say, okay. I would say this is like, I don't know if this is like a move. And I'm only saying it, it might be a move because it's like, um, it reminds me of 30 Rock when Jenna's like, the worst thing you could do is reintroduce yourself to mm. someone. That's like something where I'm like, okay, I'm really not sure if <laughs> you actually if, like don't remember me or right because like okay because some people <clears throat> meet a lot of people and you got to keep yeah. that in mind. Like when I was in college, I interned for a nightlife personality doing like assistant work on like parties, and That's um, she did not remember who I was for like. Uh, <laughs> I would say like six or seven meetings because one, she just meets so many people, and two, it's people. always at parties. Um, yeah. so like eventually, like she remembered who I was, and like and but I remember like someone at the time being like, "Don't take it personally." Like she doesn't remember who anyone is for like a couple of meetings. Um, and she was great, but <laughs> I would say like I'm not sure if it's like then again the Thirty Rock situation that like sometimes it's like a little move that people use where they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Their nice to moves. meet you," and it's like I'm like I've. I've like we've done your like your show, show or like we've met before and I'm always a little bit like, you know, I never want to assume <laughs> that like it's like someone doing it on purpose. But like at the same time, Sometimes I'm like, it's like, are you doing this on purpose? It has I to be 50-50. It could be 50-50 because people in their fucking moves, that's like, it's like when you, people are like, oh my God, let's like, follow, like, let's add each other on Instagram and then they unfollow you for clout. So that it could show like oh, the I'd ratio. Never but there's the thing that I don't go, I don't perform a lot, like too much. Like I do like a show, um, and then I've done like th- little things here and there. But like I'm not, I'm not super like active in the scene. So like I don't really expect people to always remember who I am. Or like, but I'm just saying because like I've never had anyone like do that to me. People done that. I was like at a party with like all the, like with my comedian friends, Marsha, Drew, Fair, all these people. And then, um, but I didn't know, like, the host that well. Um, and the host turns to me, and they're like, do you do comedy? And I'm like, yeah, we've done, like, three shows together, but you always leave after your set. Like, <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, and that's also, like, again, like, I, there's a line also, like, is that on purpose? Or is that also yeah. just, like, someone's stuff? Is that, like, someone who, like, because, I mean, like, at the end yeah. of the day, like, a lot of performers, like, are just like by the way their brain functions thinking of like them themselves like mm-hmm. and like uh they m- maybe don't even mean it personally it's just like it's just like how they're you know how their gears turn and i don't know like i feel like that's been see but that's the thing like i don't even have like that bad of like a <laughs> like a comedy story i'm sure other people have like horror stories but yeah, that, that's true. i'm not in the scene i'm, like, yeah, that's true. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> okay before we go to our lightning round, mm-hmm. I do want to hear your thoughts. Um, go back to the Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. Your general thoughts: how the all dick is trash philosophy goes into the housewives thing. I feel like there are a lot older women, so it's like really interested to hear how the, you know, because there's a lot of like slut shamey situations and mm. shit. 
So I just want to hear your thoughts on that and like how you consume as a fan and all that stuff. All housewives, I feel like it applies the same rule. All housewives are uh are are, are at least questionable until proven otherwise. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Definitely. Have you ever started like you like you start watching a housewife and you're like, oh, like I think Leanne Locken's like a great example, right? What 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 you gotta uh, She's Dallas. Okay. Um she like right, like big personality, like like um you know like uh really like gives the show what mm-hmm. it needs in terms of like drama because like it, you know it, housewives is interesting to me because it's like that dynamic of like it's quote unquote real but it's also like it's also a show and mm-hmm. like they're constructing these characters and Leanne is a great character or whatever mm-hmm. but like even like last season she was like with the borderline crazy, she was the one who was like, these hands. <laughs> like, she was like, these hands don't need knives in them. They're just hands. Um, but she's the one who said, like, all that threatening stuff behind the closed door uh, with, with her <laughs> mic hot. She, um... What threatening stuff to who? Oh, she, okay. Because, like, another housewife and her were kind of, like, sparring back and forth. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, she said, like, one of the housewives goes to get uh, brandy, goes to get, um, uh, I think, plastic surgery or surgery. Okay. Or maybe it was Leanne getting it. I forget who. But they're behind a closed door at this doctor's office. They're talking about this other housewife, Carrie. And she's like, Leanne's, like, talking about her. And she's like, her husband gets her dick, his dick sucked at the roundup. I know the boys who did it. So, like, saying her husband goes to a gay bar and, like, you know, meets men. And then she says, like, these hands don't need knives in them. They're just hands. Like, oh, wow. That she could, like... Kill her, yeah. So she, um, right, like, was she gives a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And the, But, like, people are, like, are, like, oh, my God, stan her. Like, yeah. she's kooky crazy. She, like, uh, she's mm-hmm. giving me everything I need on this show. But then now, like, this season rolls around, and, like, she's saying, like, racist stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, it, 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 uh, to me, it's just, like, there's no housewife who, like, when they come on the scene, even if they're, like, Real Housewives of New Jersey season one, Teresa seems like America's sweetheart, and people mm-hmm. used to say she's America's sweetheart, and she's a very complicated figure. Like, mm-hmm. so it, it's just to me, it's like uh, I don't think any of them are like uh, I wouldn't stand any of them. I wouldn't mm. say like I'm a fan of any of them, but mm. it's like I find them like interesting and fascinating to mm. watch a lot of the times. Um, so I that's like kind of like my take on it, which goes back to kind of my take around like all dick is trash. Yeah. It's like you really got to prove yourself. Otherwise, there's some like housewives who I feel like are probably for the most part. Good. Stephanie from Dallas, I'm getting good vibes from. It's been like three seasons of her and I feel no, like kind of. You know what, her? though? Everyone has disappointed me. Like they're all about a gay best friend. But once anyone's a lesbian or even just a little bi, they get so homophobic. Correct. Like, they get, crazy. They get homophobic like. I mean, in, in every general, fucking franchise, like I, there's like a gay. Th- you know, they're what I mean? so oh, well, scared of lesbians. Though. I feel like on OC, they're all like, "Oh, we love gays, we love gays." Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you watch this past season, like they go to a drag show, and Vicky's like, "Sorry, drags, I don't get it." Yeah. Like anything that's mm-hmm. like that's like different gender wise, yeah. anything, and like a lot yeah. of them, I feel like are not. If you're all tied up, they're like sorry, perfect drags, like, picture, like, like twink, but like just follows them around, like in their head. That like that's yeah. just well, not... it goes back to like. Uh, gay men as accessories yeah, and, yeah. Like, hair, that's yeah. always been a thing but um i mean th- and and that's like i think a double-sided coin because at the same time i think a lot of gay men can be very femphobic and a lot of gay men can also be very misogynistic oh for mm-hmm. sure so <laughs> for sure and that's like a whole other, other fucking <laughs> podcast about yeah because I feel like the, some gay guys really want to get into that, like of like, oh, like girls like treat us as accessories, or like, oh, those girls who came through a bachelorette party in the gay bar, and it's like, yeah, like if you're bringing your bachelorette party through the gay bar, like be respectful whack. of like the mm-hmm. space that you're in, but like also like people like you can go to a gay bar, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean be respectful of the space in terms of like maybe stay there until like midnight and then like get out before like cruising hour starts because that would just be weird anyway, <laughs> but. Like, what I'm saying is, like, a lot of gay guys, like, start to, I feel, like, really harp on that. And, like, there is some kind of truth to it, but it's a far more nuanced because I feel at the end of the day, like, many gay men are just kind of misogynistic. And it's well, like, I, you know, I used to go all the time in, in Miami to gay clubs, like, all the, all, the, all the time to clubs exactly, unfortunately, like, Poles, you know, like, Latino and yeah. stuff. And, like, you know, people say, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, comfort in, like, gay clubs, and there is, but, like, 
Also, too, some gay guys get like out of pocket with like, oh, honey, and touch oh the titties, oh, touching yeah. my ass. Oh, my God, your, ma- you know, makeup, they're pulling my hair. Like, you know, that kind of shit, too, is like it's different. It's nuanced. So, I, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, personally, even though like ally, whatever, I, gay icon, maybe people have called me <laughs> oh, that. Oh, Millie, I it's would rumored. say for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a, I'm a rumored gay icon. Um, I don't feel comfortable going to like gay clubs alone you know what i mean without like a friend but like yeah it, it's just like this whole thing of like but if you're forth, having the bachelorette forth. conversation then you need to have the appropriation of black women culture mm-hmm, conversation mm-hmm. there's so many straight yeah. girls grabbing gay men like there's just so but then many there's conversations also like a white gays with the okay hunty sis and like my wig well, and all that stuff is like that's the conversation that needs to be had too if we're gonna go there. You know what but, I mean? Yeah, it's interesting how like that like gets like kind of appropriated like through like cultural channels, right? Like like um it, most most phrases, most like um I would say most uh currently like most phrases that are like popular beloved originate from uh uh black femmes. From black femmes, uh or black gay men and um and black and and black women so like it's um what happens is like it gets like kind of like removed and removed through like various channels whether it's like intentional or not like i think specifically about like drag race right like Mm -hmm. drops these like phrases and stuff because they're paying homage usually but then like people then think like oh okay this is gay culture this is my culture this is like what i can use and they don't really learn like the kind of uh, where something's from or like the history yeah. of it or if it's appropriate or not and gay culture is black culture is yeah every black history month i post the shangela uh, sugar daddy sugar daddy, sugar daddy monologue. and it's like happy it's- black history month um okay we're gonna do a lightning round and then we're gonna get out of here yeah so i give you a list of things and you tell me if they're trash or not sure ready Count the Countess Luann and Friends Cabaret. Uh, not trash. Uh, I would say it's. Uh, am I just supposed to give like a? You're quick fumbling answer? over your now. Just trash because, or not? <laughs> because I would say not. It's not trash because I I think it has camp value. Okay, camp mm-hmm. value. Great. Joan Crawford. Uh, Joan Crawford, not trash. No. Kermit Nuh-uh. the Frog's new girlfriend Denise. Who's Denise? Ooh, trash. Ooh, 20, 2015. 2015. Yeah. So they, they broke did up. A and reboot and uh-huh. got a oh, bitch. oh, wait. I know who Denise yeah. is. She's the brunette. Oh, yeah. trash. No, trash. Miss Piggy all the way. Miss Piggy yeah. all the way, honey. That's, That's a work me. romance, too. Yeah. Mm. Winter Solstice. Not trash. No. HBO's Watchmen. Oh, not trash. That That is that was my favorite show of the year. Uh, Real Housewives of DC. Not trash. It is. It is a cultural touchstone. Okay. Do you do you know the government had to like get tapes from Bravo to review how that couple got into the White House? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not a great season of television, but culturally important. Oh yeah, that's the only saving grace. What? I don't know any of this. <laughs> Kim Petras. Uh, n- I would say not trash. However, like. With a, with an asterisk. Complicated. That's a not complicated trash. situation. Not trash. She might be recycled. Oh, well. Here, okay. Can I, Doctor? Can Lewis? I make a yeah. one? So my, my 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 little cousin who I love, uh, always rags on me, right? Uh, constantly. But she has this thing where, like, she um, she told me once that uh, a couple years ago that I wasn't garbage because she was calling things garbage. Oh, that's garbage. If she didn't like something, and she said to me, "You're not garbage, Alex. You're like." clean garbage you're like something at a tag sale <laughs> so like i'm like oh okay like there's something there where it's like uh the case could be made mm. for sure but there's like there's there's something there's redeemable there sure. maybe we could sure. put a belt on it we could <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah the dr luke thing oh well it's like such <sighs> a couple because because listen at well the yeah the night, that's all her songs are produced by dr luke at the end of the day you i i want to root for kim patris but Everybody, like i feel yeah. like i'm like uh, it, it it it's uncomfortable, man. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Well, and that's what will end. Oh, uh, do you not want to tell this story? Oh, well, yes, tell it. You... I want to tell. Okay, do it. Do it. Should I, I just do it story? so you have it? Huh? To, should I just do it so you have it? Just tell tell us the story and then we'll wrap. Okay. Okay. So, I was 
hanging with this guy who was like pretty cute kind of odd like an eyeball like that was like right away like very uh evident but like very cute very sweet guy and um this was a couple years ago i was unemployed and the next day i had a job interview so it was like what like 10 10 15 or so like almost 10 30 i'm like i gotta head to bed i got this job interview in the morning whatever and you know i get the ping from him of like hey i just got off on a subway stop like right by your apartment and like he like lived in not far from me but like not close enough so i was kind of like he's like do you want to hang out like just for a little bit and i was like uh yeah yeah we can (laughs) hang out and um he he, um he's like okay i'll be there really really soon and we're chatting over a nap which is a a, a geolocation based app so i know he's not that far and i'm like okay um you know i gotta get up early tomorrow so like you know let's uh how soon do you think he's like i'll be there really soon cool 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 um and then it's like five minutes goes by and it's like okay 10 minutes goes by and i'm like mm, okay I'm like you know where is he like maybe maybe you got all the blue 15 minutes goes by and i'm kind of like where's he at like what's mm-hmm. happening here and i start looking at the app and his hit the distance keeps changing like he'll get like a little bit closer but then like a couple of minutes later i look and i'm like why is he like looks like he's a little farther i'm like is he confused about where i am or whatever um he um i'm but i'm waiting waiting like 20 minutes goes by it's almost like 25 minutes so like and i was like he was pretty close so like it's weird that he's like not here yet um and um uh, this i lived in a building you entered the code and so we've hung out a bunch of times so we knew my code so i hear someone enter the code and come in i'm like okay it's probably cool so i'm waiting for him to like come in through the door and like nothing like no knock no nothing i'm like where is he and like i wait like a couple like it's like two minutes i'm like where i'm like not that far from the door like where could he be and i go and i look through the people of the door and i see him walking in the hallway like walking like go by my door come back go by my door come back i'm like what is happening i open the door and he like gets a little surprised he's like oh oh hey hey sorry sorry um and i was like maybe he was just confused about what door i was in like not sure where to go but i'm like whatever come in so whatever i'm like in bed at this point like being like now we're like we probably won't even hang out that long like let's just like you know mess around and like call it a night or whatever mm-hmm. and he starts like taking off his shirt and as he does he looks at his watch and he goes do you mind if i just take 10 more steps so i get my 10,000 steps in <laughs> and i realized like all at once i was like he was walking around he was walking around because he wanted to get his steps in I was so I would have been less disappointed uh, if it was the meth. end of the night. <laughs> and I was like and I was like kidding? and then without missing a beat, he starts walking around like the, right in front of my bed going one, two, three. And I was like, You need to take those last seven steps out the door because like I can't do this tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I cannot do this. And he was like, and I could tell me that he was like kind of hurt and like I felt a little bit bad. But then he said to me, he's like, I guess you just don't like quirky people. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, 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 are you reading anything like on my face that like I'm comfortable with this situation or whatever? And he did end up leaving. And I, I like, I get it. He really wanted those 10 steps. And like, maybe I could have let him have them. But at that point, it was like the principle of the thing. And I was like, no, 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 no. Take the last seven the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, he was sweet. But like, I was like, that, that was no. Would you have? Would you have let him take the Hell steps? No. I probably wouldn't because no. I'm an idiot. Uh, if it hasn't I, been no. established already in this podcast, and if there was any kind of inkling in my mind to kind of like give him that chance, once he said quirky, I would have lost my shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I just guess like, you don't like quirky people. I was like, oh. I'm just, so, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not in the mood now. <laughs> I'm so not in the mood. You psycho! You called me 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but well, thank you so much uh, for coming on our show. Uh, where can we catch you? What's your plug? Uh, you can catch me at It Gets Better, um, like my last name, B E D D E R, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll we'll have some more housewife shows. Yes, on the would love at some point. I would love that. Yes, but otherwise, yeah, that's about it. That's about it for now. Yay! <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to the All Dick Is Trash podcast. 
The All Dick is Trash podcast is produced by Candy Haro, and we are part of the More Banana Podcast Network. Our founder and managing producer is Kate Moldenhauer. If you would like to share an anonymous confession, email trashdickconfession at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ADIT Podcast. And of course, you can always follow me, your host, Millie Tamaris, on Twitter at Millie Tamaris. Stay classy, y'all. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.